And it's intercepted on the deflection. Blankenship, Blankenship takes it to the 15. There's the turnover. Blankenship pulls it off. Hurt takes the snap. Hurt looks, fires, and it is a completion to Julio Jones for a touchdown. And it's going to be fourth down and five for Washington. But this is the game right here. Howell takes the snap. He's back. He puffs. He won't. They've got him. They've got him. They've got him. Oh. It's Hassan Reddick. And Hurst is just going to take They're the victory. It. Now he gives it off. It's a big throw. And he goes in for a touchdown. for the shove, they fake shove, give it to Swift off the left side, and he's in 20 touchdown. He hits it, and bounces, and it is recovered by the Eagles. And who else? Devontae Smith. And that's it. That's it. The Eagles celebrate at the center of the field as the seconds tick away, and they are 7-1. and one. Once again, the final score. The Eagles 38, Washington 31. All right, let's fade out of Fortunate Son and uh, wish everybody a happy Monday morning. I hope you had a great weekend. We're high atop the west side of Cherry Hill. And uh, coming off, uh, I guess, yeah, big win. They're all big in the NFL, right? You only get 17 cracks at it. Uh, I, I don't know that, well, let's back up a little bit. Yeah. I missed my sidekick. It was, it was planned to be here. We're going to do the show on a Wednesday. Some details didn't come together. Uh, GFC got in the way. God darn GFC when they keep getting away with, with good stuff that happens that we got to address. So there goes Wednesday. No Tuesday. We heard today. We have a golf outing today in Trenton. I don't even know where, but can't wait to get there. Thank you, Lou. All that stuff. People ask me what this group would do. The, the new listeners, thank you. We're growing. We had a great response to Angelo. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the feedback's just phenomenal. And a lot of people, the new people say, well, you don't talk about who's your sponsor. That's intentional. We're not trying to bog the show down, so you got to hear advertising. Grimley Financial, cash flow, corporate debt, restructuring, your own money. You call Grimley. You're a consumer. You have a medical debt. Maybe you have a big debt from a student loan. You have any debt sizable. You call Grimley. We'll get it worked out for you to your liking. Uh, but 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 factoring uh, companies want money for their receivables. You call Grimley. Bank workout. Bank new relationships. You call Grimley. Uh, bankruptcy. You can call Grimley. Not to file an answer as an attorney, but to give you advice as to what attorney or how we should structure stuff like that. Bankruptcy preference work. They say you owe money back, 90-day preference. You call Grimley. We've done a lot of that. Um, you know, buy debt. After we get it structured out for a two-year payment, the promissory note, and then the client wants the money, we buy it out and discount the note. You call Grimley for that. You call Grimley if you don't have a lot of fun with employees that have been there for on, a, on average for 16 years. Uh, if you want to get in the t-shirt contest, you call Grimley. If you want to eat really well, better than you probably do at home, you call Grimley. If you want to go to the Capitol Grill, you call Grimley. Um, if you just want to enjoy one remarkable company that's been around for 38 years and hits our goals and crushes the competition, drum roll, you call Grimley, also known as GFC. There you go. That's the one-minute commercial. I'm not sure I'll do it every podcast, but it's the long show, so I squeeze it in. I wonder how much I have to charge Grimley for that, for that plug. Anyway, good luck, team, up the golf outing today. Thank you, uh, Governor, for putting it together. 
and uh, birds give up 500 yards uh, on uh, defense. Can't be real good off a Jets loss. So somebody said he's either going to lose to the Jets and didn't give up 500 yards to Washington. You wouldn't be real ecstatic about that situation, but they split one-on-one. I'm going to tell you something. As I said on the radio today, um, the NFC stinks. The NFC, okay? Uh, I, I should call the NFC not for... I need a word in between there, Tommy. Competition, all right? Because... Teams can't dress up on the road and play competitive football. Sure, they can live at home, sleep in their own bed, eat at their local steakhouse, and be pampered and play pretty good. Put them on the road and have them adjust to adverse circumstances, a different lifestyle, different culture away. And a lot of times these teams aren't even showing up. Unfortunately, not that they were ever going to be in the mix. Minnesota's now out. That's a shame. You hate to see an injury to the quarterback for the season. Who you left with? The 0-3 San Francisco, uh, what are they called? The, not the Giants, right? The uh, da, 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 49ers. There you go. I have no notes today. I don't have a notepad. Show was scheduled for Wednesday, as I said, so I got I got a nothing today in front of me. So it's strictly from uh, what little memory I have left at 70 years old. Uh, but I, I don't fear San Fran and Philly. San Fran out of Philly would give me some concern. But we're not there yet, but I think the Eagles in the next six games, which everybody's calling the gauntlet, they at worst split. Write it down. You're hearing it here. At worst, three and three. But they're not going to go three and three. That's at worst. They could go six and out. They could go five and one. They'll go four and two. Now, for me to project, predict two losses in the next six, it's hard for me to do against the Eagles team led by the best quarterback in football right now, Hurt, stop looking at the stats and all that nonsense. Uh-oh, Chuck said all that nonsense about stats. In this case, I don't think the stats fit the player. I don't think Hurts is ranked ninth in the NFL. Yeah, right. Okay, he started off slow. Why is he, why is he ranked ninth? He's the ninth best quarterback in football. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's why we encourage everybody to look beyond the stat. We never say the stats, the end all, whoever said that. We always say take the stats, take the intel, take the analytics, and balance it for heaven's sake in your coaching model and how you use form judgments and make decisions. Take a look at how the Eagles ran the ball the first few weeks of the season. They were 50-50. Look at it. Tell me if the if our running back didn't have 240 yards in game one. All right? So they didn't X hurts to pass as much. You're coming off the Super Bowl hangover. You had some injuries. You had a couple things going on, okay? So they ran the ball more. Now, my concern is they're not running the ball more than they did yesterday. They will when it matters because that's that's the tagline for this team. They do what they need to do when it matters. When they trailed yesterday by whatever it was, 10, 13, I forget. Uh, you know, Marion walks into the family room. I got uh, Sophie on my lap. Ice tea, thanks, on. Great iced tea, a little lunch, healthy sandwich, uh, you know, uh, and I'm uh, and I'm laughing and by myself. Marion says, "What are you laughing at?" Uh, and I said, "It's just hilarious how the Washington the Washington fans now think they're going to win the game because the Eagles trail, and Washington's got the ball. Looks like they're going to score again." And she said, "Well, they're in trouble." I laughed. I said, "They're not in the slightest." 
degree of measurable trouble, love. I said, this is the Eagles playing up to the clock, and when the scoreboard says it's time to go, they go, and you can't stop them. They'll go on a 17-play drive, and they'll do everything they got to do. You'll be ready to sack Hurts, and he's getting – gets out of there scrambles picks up 32 yards you know when you need it 31 and a half the team does what it has to do but what doesn't it do let's talk about what bad teams do how rivera has a job and i'm not trying to pick on him that people say oh, do, you, do you dislike certain people uh do i dislike anybody i'm thinking of in professional sports i can't answer that question yes right now uh, yeah maybe there's somebody uh, it's got a guy like lenny dykstra that's totally embarrassed the opportunity to play professional baseball but played his butt off when he played so i respect the hell out of him as a player in his post uh mlb life uh, disgraceful so i mean but do i hate any now there's no hate in my soul heart now i'm a positive guy i i, I may be critical constructively uh, you've heard, heard me on scoreboard, but I mean, right now with the Eagles, I tell you right now, Rivera, I was on there, rambled off. I don't know how the guy holds a job. I mean, the first time you play him, he blows an opportunity to win the game, go for two. The second time, he doesn't throw the flag on a questionable catch that's going to give, give you a first down and advance your cause to win. And all his coaches are going... They're apoplectic. Tell him to stop the game, and he looks clueless. He he he, he gets this look of bewilderment, like like I'm clueless. I, I'm sorry, coach. I don't want to bad mouth a coach. I really don't. But you're you're lost out there. You're lost in the spur of the moment. If there's anything, I think I did pretty good, other than bond players and 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 get high morale which is what we do at our company too. It's that I was quick on my feet. I, I mean, instantaneously, I saw the play before the play happened because my viewfinder was looking at the bunt. And if the, if the third baseman does that again, we'll go, we'll keep running. We'll go to third from first, you know, proclivities, trends, analysis, idiosyncrasies. What happens next? Coach has got to project that upon yourself. You know, if there's a questionable catch, I got the flag ready. When my coaches are jumping me, I got to throw it. To sit there and slump your shoulders and look bewildered and then for the next 20 minutes try to blame the game officials. If, if I were the game official there, no, I would not show them up on TV. I would not do that, nor did I show up umpires. In my career of 2,500 games played and coached, there I got tossed twice, okay? That was when I was younger. If I were a game official, Rivera, I'd, I'd nuzzle up to him, and I'd be looking at the game and talking out the side of my mouth going, Coach, don't be blaming us for you not doing what you should have done at the time you should have done it, Coach. There was no catch there. You know, he sits on it. And then on third and a half a yard and fourth and a half a yard, he throws back-to-back -back passes of eight yards. What? <sighs> Man, listen, you're going to think I'm, I'm looking for the Eagles to lose when I talk like that. No, not at all, but I just want to see the games coached properly, right? Why, did, why does their team have 100 yards in penalties and our team, I didn't look, but our team has 10 or 15. Maybe it was 20. They're disciplined. The guy we have is a great coach. I will promise you, Michelle, John, I will talk baseball. Hang in here. We're only 12 minutes in, actually 10 
It's a 45 minute show. I will talk about the Diamondbacks. I promise. I got I got cousins out there. They're very devoted listeners and uh, Diamondback fans. And uh, I th- think you're going to win the World Series. I think you win tonight's game. It's pivotal. But I'll tell you, I, I just cannot believe Rivera doesn't have to answer to somebody higher up. And just say we've, we've watched enough of this, enough to do the quarterback play great, no doubt. That <clears throat> there was an advantage, I think, to Washington knowing the Eagles' playbook uh, with the offensive coordinator. That that does factor in. Yes, it does. It's real. Hurts is hurt. Hurts is hurt. I mean, no pun intended. Hurts is hurt. I think a lot of quarterbacks would not have played the NFL. Look at his stat, Bellwether, to augment the point I just made. There's always a stat, gang. There's always a stat out there that channels through everything we talk about that augments the point. Go find it. Go find it. So if I didn't watch the Eagles game but somebody told me Hurts was hurt, I'd say, well, I know what to look for. I'm going to go look for his rushing attempts, how many yards he had. If the guy's hurt, he's not going to run. He had six yards rushing. I mean, you know, so, yeah, he's but he's so smart. He knows to put himself out of harm's way. I don't know that Tush Push is helping the cause. I know he took a helmet to the knee or whatever, I know that. But I don't think the tush-push helps any over time. I don't know if that's sustainable to the body, pushing that hard. And I've been told that NFL players will start to try to end that with with hurting, you know, doing something they shouldn't be doing. Let's leave it at that. The Eagles respond to adversity. They respond when they have to. They make the third and 16. Hurts throws a BB to somebody. You can't cover the guy. Okay, how the hell did they get this? I'm not that close to personnel in the NFL, as all my closer friends will test to. How the holy hell did they get this guy, A.J. Brown? I, I hope I'm saying the initials right. It's probably J.A. Brown. All I know, I looked at this cat up this morning on the radio. I got on the radio this morning. I said, you're about to see not just the best season ever in Eagles history by a receiver. All due respects. Mike Quick, Howard Carmichael, Bill Jackson, some other guys. You're going to, at T.O., you're going to see numbers. All right, write them down. Eight games in, there's 17, nine left. You're going to see. Write this down now. I want you to write it down because I want you to tell me I was wrong, except you won't get the opportunity, but try. He's going to have 16 and a half yards per catch average. Give a lot of credit to Hertz, and he's going to have 2,000 yards of offense, 2,000 yards reception offense. That puts him in a class where to, when you have to call roll in that class, you have to call off three names, I think it is, okay? This guy is only going to, I don't know if he can get better, but he is a game changer in the, in the truest sense. He's tough. He's got mitts. He, he catches everything he touches. You can't compare him to anybody else in pro football. Stop with Jefferson. Just get the numbers out. Put them alongside each other, okay? We're, we're so blessed. I don't know how he's done this, okay? If I'm a Martian and I land today on Earth and I look at the Eagles roster, I'm saying, how did you get this guy, Brown? What was the other team thinking? Was it Houston, Tennessee? I don't know. Houston, I think. How did you get George's best three defensive players Georgia teams that won the uh, college uh, championship had guys that were destined for first round. How did you get all of them? Because they're going to manifest into three all pros or two, whatever, Carter and the other guys. How did you do that? I mean, the NFL should not have allowed the Eagles to add to their defense what they did for these Georgia players. How did you pull it off? 
How did you get Hurts in the second round? I was sitting in this chair the night they did that, and I couldn't get to WIP quick enough, the lone wolf call I made, to say this guy will knock out Wentz. This guy will be the number one franchise quarterback, uh, transformational, and he'll play 10 years and break all the records for the Eagles, and they'll, they'll win two or two or four Super Bowls. Got left off the radio with the call. Why did I say that? I was familiar with him in Alabama and Oklahoma. I had studied him. I compared him to Tua and on the options. There was other quarterbacks coming in with Tua, and, and there was a political thing there at Alabama. Nobody knew that. This kid and his dad, football coach pedigree and all that stuff, all this guy does is work to get harder. Yeah, I love the birds, right? So go through this gauntlet, which is not going to be a gauntlet because Dallas is not that good. Uh, Miami was great when he came in, right? We annihilated Miami. I mean, it's it's just a joke. So the Eagles go at worst four and two, I think five and one. But let's give them let's give them three and three. So they end up what? Then you're going to give them four losses, and you're going to give them thirteen wins, uh, right? Thirteen and four equals seventeen, right? Last year fourteen and three. I predicted fourteen and three for this year. I'll stick with my fourteen and three and Super Bowl. But this year, win. I said win last year. I'm not changing this year. Kansas City is so greatly diminished from last year's unit, okay? Uh, and that's not because they played with a sick quarterback yesterday and had five turnovers. They, they look sick, no pun intended. Kansas City's very happy to have won a Super Bowl. Do you think, gang, they're as hungry as the Eagles this year? Kindly answer that question, yes or no. I don't care about Andy Reid. Is Kansas City as hungry as last year's team? No, 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 no. Boom, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's a yes. 48 no's and one yes. I won't tell you who said yes. Howard Eskin. Um, no, they're not. And they're not as talented either. And uh, so today in our chat room, not chat room, our sports contest thing that, that I'm up against the kids, that I win every year. I've won seven times. Chad's won four. Tommy's won once. Joey's won once. Uh, Bunny's still waiting, and Dean's still waiting. So that's the update on that. And the they so they're telling me that Hertz wasn't the number one quarterback in the NFL. I had to leave the room. I, I, I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. I mean, absolutely. If it's third and twelve, and you flush somebody out of the pocket, there's nobody else you want running out of the pocket than Hertz. I mean, he's just you could see him getting better by the game. And when he gets healthy, if and when, let's pray that it's he will before he's out. Because when you're playing injured, you're vulnerable. But when he gets healthy and you get the most of the team healthy, that offensive line and defensive line, when that defensive line has to manufacture a sack, they do. You can't block Cox. You can't block Reddick. You can't block the Carter Kang. When, when they have to perform on fourth and eight, it's not a clean play for the quarterback. It's a it's a rush. It's a hit. It's a sack. It's a pressure. And, uh, okay, so the defense is not playing great, but that offense hasn't even hit peak yet. And when it does, and, and everybody gave me a hard time about my Miles Sanders comment, that you're not going to replace him. And Swift is starting to prove you're not. Let's just do the math here. Sanders left town with a 5.0 yards per carry average after four years. Only been achieved by four running backs in NFL history. Okay? 
That's how good that is. Now, is 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 Miles Sanders struggling mightily this year? Uh, he had one rush for two yards yesterday, and I think he's averaging three point one for the season. You want to know how good the Eagles' offensive line is? Take a look at Sanders away from the Eagles' offensive line. All right. Uh, but let's focus more about this team, all right? So that's where we are in the schedule. Bring it on. Bring on the six games. They're going to go five and one, four and two, end up at seven, uh, 14 and three or 13 and four. And if by poor luck, whatever, it's 12 and five, don't think for two seconds when I project the schedule that Dallas can't be 12. I mean, the Eagles could actually keep home field and win a division at 12 and five, but I don't think that's the scenario and they will win it. They will win it at 13 and four, 14, three stamp that. So that's the sort of anti-climatic about the next six games. They could split them and still win the division. Um, college football. So yeah, so we covered Kansas city. Yep. But uh, the Bengals with, with the QB healthy and other players back, Nice win yesterday, no doubt about it. And uh, would I say they're for real? I stamped them legit. Uh, I never did not stamp them legit uh, on this show. Uh, Kansas City will be better at home. What will Dallas play like in Philly? It's, I, I think that the Eagles win that by, by 10 or more. We'll see. Uh, and what other good matchups are there left in the NFC? You tell me. San Francisco and who? Don't say Detroit, please. Don't say Detroit, who started a season catching a, a team napping after the Super Bowl in Kansas City, grabbed a, a, a one-point win, kind of a, a bogus win, and everybody said, watch out for Detroit. You know, they're resurgent, they're this, they're that, and they play two teams that are good and get trounced, and they're a fraud. So Detroit's a fraud. Stamp that fraud. Uh, and then who are you stamping next to the NFC? Would you give me a team's name because you're running out of names, right? Because you would have said San Francisco. And after you lose three straight, something the, the Eagles are not capable of losing three straight. Hear me out. That will not happen, uh, okay, with this unit. Can't happen with this unit, all right? Um, as when they trailed yesterday by 10, I said to Marion, this is such a joke. I said, I don't know what the money line is right now because I don't gamble. I did gamble. Uh, and I decided to take all my risk at Grilling Financial. Um, but I said to Mayor, what an opportune time to bet the money line, you know, on the Eagles right now. Now, I don't know how big a money line dog they were at that time, trailing by 10 or 13, whatever it was. But, you know, to put some money uh, on the Eagles, and I'm sorry if you put money on the Phillies at plus 1,200, I thought it was a good bet. Call, send me your receipts. If you actually did that, I'll, I'll, I'll take you to the Capitol Grill. But, you would have made, I think you would have made a two to one return had you bet the Eagles when they trailed by 10. I'm pretty sure that should equivocate to a, a two to one return, maybe three to one, who knows. But you just knew the Eagles were going to win that game. You knew they were going to make a play when they had to. As far as college football goes, um, there just is, this is not a year where there's teams that can, are dominating. Uh, there's, this is not the year for the best version. Of, of Georgia, of Alabama by far, uh, certainly look at Oklahoma. I mean, anybody who goes on the road can lose. LSU's had two tests away from home. They, they lost them. This week at Bama, they'll lose it, even though it's not a great Bama team. If there's ever a chance for LSU to get Bama, uh, and something's telling me they did last year. I should look, but I, I, I won't stop and make Richie edit it. But I don't think they're going to 
go to Tuscaloosa and beat Bama Saturday night at 7.30. But at least you got a marquee matchup. Where have the marquee matchups been so far this year? I know they don't want to compete early. They don't want to dilute the schedule. They don't want to compete with the World Series. My Lord, you know, planners, bring it on. Give us some games. But this year has been terrible so far. Look at Saturday's card. There's Utah. Utah and Oregon. That wasn't anybody's lock of the year, okay? You had Utah coming off of a, a, a you know, uh, an upset, and uh, they had to play late into the fourth quarter and win that game. And these 20-year-olds are celebrating all week long, and they got a high-powered Oregon team. Uh, just rolled right over them. Utah stinks. And so I think you got a really good Michigan team. I think they're really good, even though they're not going to be in most people's top four. Uh, Ohio State, I still scratch my head as to how they went in the South Bend and beat uh, uh, Notre Dame. There's reasons why we won't go into now, but or do I trust Ohio State? Not at all. Do I think they'll beat Michigan this year? I don't. I think this is the Michigan's year to, to win that game. Um, yeah, so uh, look look what happened with Ohio State and Penn State. Remember Penn State undefeated? And they had a shot this year to beat Ohio State. Now you got the fraud stamp out. Bam, did you hear that? Just stamped. Sorry, Sophie. You just stamped Penn State fraud. They're a fraud every year. Um, these teams that dress up with no place to go in the elite game just bugs me. I'm sorry. How much money, the billions they spend to get these teams cultured and ready for prime time? Watch out now. Look at that team. Oh, I want to get started on that whole thing. Yeah, speaking of frauds, but, um, you know, whatever. Okay, so, yep, Michigan's legit. No doubt about it. Who else is legit? Who else is legit? Ohio State's not legit. Um, Notre Dame winning brand. They they, they, they they missed the opportunity to be playing the four. 10-2 will get them a nice ball game. They will be Clemson this week. 10-2 will get them a, a nice ball game on New Year's Day. Maybe they'll play Alabama, uh, who won't win the SEC. Maybe they'll play them on New Year's Day. But, you know, their program has to start to play in elite-level games, okay? Uh, you know, the other teams out there in the West, the, the Pac-12s and Pac-8s and Pac, they don't, <laughs> they don't pack a punch. These teams that are really good with quarterbacks on offense and then they play the better teams and they don't show up and win. Why haven't they won yet? You know, so that I don't, I discount that whole thing. Uh, but I know you got some teams like Washington and whatnot that are quality teams and until it matters, you know, and then all of a sudden Oklahoma, until it matters, right? Oklahoma every year, you know, yeah, six and oh, Texas. Yeah, seven and one and matters, and it gets crushed on the road. They, they don't have the pedigree and culture to be able to go away and do what the likes of the Alabamas and the Georgias do. Georgia looks like they're marinating. They look like they're getting better every week. Do I trust Georgia? I, I, I think they'll come out as the champs there, um, but it's still not the old uh, version. Um, if I had to pick two right now, and it's not a bad time to do it, kind of halfway, my my finals would be uh, Oregon and uh, and Michigan, uh, and I haven't looked at Oregon's schedule to see what they've got left. I should, but from what I've watched so far, the two best teams, in my opinion, are those two. Maybe it's unlikely that they can even play, but that that would be my my pick too. I don't, I can't qualify that right now. So, uh, baseball, Arizona, congratulations on the win. They, I think they had 12, 14 hits. They can hit. 
scrappy team. Uh, tonight, I believe we have uh, Scherzer versus the guy that I always mispronounce. Fought, is it? What a name. Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, hey, listen, we said through this whole thing that they're not loaded with pitching, they being Texas. Uh, you got Scherzer right now, I am looking, at a 9.45 postseason ERA and a 180 whip. This guy gives up, you know, basically for every inning pitch, he's damn near giving up two hits. Um, yeah, he's a little bit of strikeouts. He could still throw the ball 96. I, I, I have to like, uh, you know, they can hit, but I still like Arizona. And now they get three, two out of three, you know, and, and they're in a situation where they still got to go away and take one. I, I'm just disgusted that the Phillies aren't playing. Um you know, can you imagine, uh, I think we would have, uh, there's no doubt in my mind, if, when you look at what Kelly did to the Texas Bats, Wheeler would have done the same, or Nola, or would be up 2-0. But I just think that they would have, uh, I think the Phillies would have won one of the road games and, and be coming home, and this is our night tonight. What's the biggest reason, people say, was it the relief pitching of Kirkering and the uh, Kimbrell? Uh, was it this? We did. We didn't run more. We we had sixteen stolen bases through the playoffs. We were tied with Arizona, who did not run until game uh, six and seven. Oddly enough, I still have not got an answer that suffices to me on that why Arizona did not run, uh, why Corbin Carroll refused to to test JT sooner. That's a mystery because uh, then JT, given the opportunity to to knock him out wasn't accurate and all of a sudden it looked like JT had a sore arm and they started running at will. Something was going on there. Maybe he did. Maybe they found out that he did have a bad arm and started to run. I don't know, but why would you not run as soon as you get on base? Game one, game two, game three, game four, game five. That's a lot of games. You could have lost because you didn't run. Then you did run and you're like uh, 12 for 12, whatever it was. It was silly. So I, I think, uh, Tonight, I, I think they can exploit that, they being uh, uh, the Diamondbacks. Uh, but the Phillies ought to be playing. No, I'm not over it. And, uh, yes, I think we would have won the World Series over Texas. I, I said that. I don't think Texas has it. I, I say, I've always said, you all know, one of my, one of my family members' cousins said to me Saturday, you know, you, you, you always say good pitching beats good hitting. I said, well, what am I reading? I, yeah, right. I've gotten so much. I've taken so much heat the last two decades saying that good hitting beats good pitching. Uh, and there will be a podcast after the baseball season is over where I'll get into detail on that for 30 minutes. It'll shock you. Obviously, it doesn't happen every single game. Yeah, there's two one games where the other guy throws a six hitter. Yeah, it's going to happen. Generally speaking, why were the top 10 pitching teams this year out of baseball? Why aren't any of the teams left in the top 10 pitching right now? Right? Arizona Diamondbacks and Texas are out in the top 10 pitching. Why? You know, they got they got there by their offense, you know. Phillies got there by their offense, all right, which at the end of the season was really, really good through the lineup. But here is the Achilles here. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I present this. After looking at everything, Kimball, Kirkering, we, we, we should not have let Rojas bases loaded on. Yep stack it prioritize it and if you don't start with this stat then you're really not doing the audit the right way all right if you do the forensic work the right way 
You can't get past four for 30 with runners in scoring position. The bottom line is we did manage, despite what Howard Eskin says, who's just ill-advised and misinformed, we did have 113 hits, 24 home runs. That's a lot of hits. Doubles count, by the way, all right? OPS counts. Batting average tells you what? Hits. Hits. You can't have a 260 batting average if, if, you're, if you're not getting hits. But anyway, that's just that's just a whole mess, that, that the stuff that he says on that Saturday morning show. It's, it's ridiculous, and I can't call in to refute it. It's just painful. Painful. Hurts. Stop it, Coach Al. Uh, so we let him get away with it. Okay, that's enough on that, all right? But the, the Phillies had plenty of singles. You can't put runners in scoring position and not deliver. You only get three outs, so two counts, right, guys? It's a third of three, isn't it? Now you got runners in scoring position, and you're four for 30, four, four for 31, at best five for 30, something like that written down. They stunk with runners in scoring position. That has been the Achilles heel throughout the last four years. Often the problem with the Phillies. How, why do you get guys in scoring position with two outs, second, and third, and you don't get the key hit? What is that? Do you squeeze tighter? Do you, do you chase more? Well, here's one answer. In that situation, gang, pitchers focus, rev themselves up on what's called competitive pitches. Oh, no, Chuck, they're all competitive pitches. Who would take a pitch off? Plenty of pitchers take a pitch off when you got the – and when you got Rojas up, okay, and there's nobody on base and Rojas is up, do you think the pitcher's going to say, I better really get fired up for this? No, 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 no. Let me just get rid of this guy, okay? I can go. I can knock him out one, two, three. I can knock him out on four pitches, but I want to save bullets, okay? I'm not going to get all revved up for Rojas. When Rojas goes back to the bench, the pitcher did not spend high-level leveraged energy, okay? Not at all. Now you got bases loaded and Schwarber's up, okay, and you're falling behind 2-0. Wow, do you have some high-leverage stress on that? Those pitches you throw that are super competitive in the high-level leverage situations take a much, much bigger toll on a pitcher, that's a fact. That's not Chuck's opinion. That's been played out now in newspapers and with Bella and everybody. That's a fact, right? So you, know, you just have to you have to put that in the equation. So they're making tougher pitchers when we have runners in scoring positions, I guess is my point as I rambled a bit. So the pitching gets tougher there. Why does Harper get pitched so darn tough when we don't protect them? All oh, protection's overrated. Yeah. Here's a stat for you. I may have used it last week. 12 hits, 13 walks, Harper. I'm not going to name the person on the radio. It wasn't asking. But when I used that Friday on the radio, the uh, host said, Chuck, that's not bad. That's kind of what you want with Harper. And I just, you know, dead silent. I said, oh, have a great weekend. That's what you want with Harper. You don't want Harper swinging. You want Harper walking. Yeah, Arizona wants Harper walking. The Phillies would prefer him in it, okay? If, if my elite superstar, who's one of the most clutch players in, in baseball history, is going to get walked more than he swings the bat, I don't think I want that cat walking. So I'm going to protect him with Schorber, and I'm going to come right at you with Turner. I, I make a stop Turner. But if not, I'll just come right the hell at you with Turner, uh, Harper, Schwerber, and I, I, I can put anybody forth at that point. But I probably would have JT. 
Good luck with that lineup because if you make a mistake to Turner and you make a mistake to Harper, you may have two on no out, and now you got to up. But guess what you got to do now, pitcher? High leverage or not, guess what you got to do? There's not a pitcher in the world who will look at that situation, two on no out, Schwerber up, and think, oh, I'll walk him. Now, it doesn't enter your mind, okay? If you're 3-0, you may walk him instead of give him, you know, a fat pitch right down Broadway center cut because you can't. So you may say, I'll take my, if it's second and third, oh, yeah, you definitely walk him, no doubt about that. I'm, I'm talking about first and second. Should have qualified that. Second and third in that situation, nobody out. I'm walking Schwarber every single time because one thing I've done a lot of studies on when I coach was that second and third, first base open, pitcher to a good hitter, I disposed of them every single time, and I irritated parents. I walked that spot every single time, and all the coaches that are listening to this right now, I got a lot of 8, 10, 15 coaches that listen. They're all laughing, going, yes, he did. And parents would say, why didn't you pitch to their three or four hitter? Because we couldn't get her out. For 10 years, I didn't get her out. That's why. And first base was open. And I now have a double play. I now have a force at the plate. I now have an easier double play to turn with bases loaded. Second and third, no out. That's a great walk. Pitch around, okay? Except for that situation, okay? But Schwarber would see more strikes. Harper would have to see more strikes. It's plain logic that we didn't make the lineup right. And it's irrefutable. And I want you to write this down. I know I give you a lot of stuff to write down. I think our record, so one of our uh, listeners text me, that you guys are like, they're keeping some kind of, you guys are like 16 and two in your predictions. Why don't you put it out for people to bet? Well, you can't bet lineups. You can't bet strategy. How are you going to bet that? You know, and I didn't, I didn't even, I said, thanks for listening. And that's very attentive. And so at some point, I'd love to share the, the what you're talking about. Uh, but you could write this baby down, put this in your pipe. I hope it's cherry tobacco. Next year, starting lineup will not have Kyle Schwarber batting first. You heard it here. Now, I have not heard that. My right hand's up on everything sacred. I have not heard that on the radio. I have not read that. Okay. Uh, and yeah, there may have been a, a, a mild insinuation in, in the presser after the season uh, about that. Uh, which I thought was a lot of rhetoric. Everybody thought it was genuine, sincere. And I'm like, oh, man, what baseball points are you not paying attention to? You know, and I'm not saying we should have fired the manager. That's not my vote. Just tell the manager that he's got to make the stinking lineup right. And that's not opinion, by the way. I can demonstrate that factually with forensic work, okay? I can demonstrate that factually, that that lineup is is not proper. And you got to start with the speed of Turner, a nightmare. He's 41 for 41. Are you convinced yet that he should bat first? He hasn't been thrown out in three years. My God, how do you not put him on first base without a fire plug in front of him? My gosh, I'm getting worked up. It's, it's Turner, Harper, take your pick, Schwarber. That's your stinking lineup. And start getting next year with progression. Yes, he fits there. Alex Baum can bat five. You can bat on that lineup there. You may be able to squeeze if Schwarber's third. You may be able to put ball in four. I don't care. But you got to start the thing right. What's Arizona doing right now, gang? They're starting with speed. They're starting with on base percentage. They're creating an absolute nightmare when they got their top two guys on. If one does it, the other one does. Speed, stole bay, hit and run. 
They can do it all. They bunt a lot, all right? The Phillies lose those options to trade out the 46 home runs. There's no way if you weigh the 46 home runs and what home runs won games that systemically throughout a 162-game season that at that equals what the batting order made right would produce. We'll never know our best run production because we don't make our best lineup. But we do look for a stat that says when Schwarber leads off the home run, we're, we're yeah, there are games that you would have won anyway. Let me show you the final score. In that math is 10 to 2 wins, but it's, it's in the 700 percentage win. I can debunk that. I will debunk that. It's wrong. No one's called me. No one's going on the radio to challenge me. No one will come on this podcast and challenge me. I'm dead serious. I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm saying if you think you can prevail, I will send a limousine to pick you up. I will, I'll, I'll rent a helicopter and fly the hell out to California and pick you up. Yeah, I'm getting worked up. I'm sick of it. This guy's got to make a professional lineup out right. And, and he knows he's wrong, and he won't debate me on it, and he knows he's wrong. And I don't think you'll see it next year. So if the first game of the season, Schwarber's batting first, I want we have over 200 devoted listeners right now headed towards 300. Cool. All of you text me at the same time that I'm an idiot. I'll do it. I'll still buy you at Lunch's Capital Grill. Anyway, uh, I like Arizona for my cousins. I'm getting behind Arizona. I love them tonight. This kid can pitch. Uh, where did this kid came from with a 6.72 ERA? Uh, Brandon, I was calling him fat. I was calling him for one point fart. I am brutal with last names. I do believe it's pronounced as fought. Okay. How the hell? P F A A A A D A A A D A D P H A is pronounced fought. I'm only kidding there. Yeah. Brandon fought. Good kid. 2.70 ERA. Uh, and he's a smart pitcher. And, yes, the Phillies did chase out of the strike zone because the, the pitchers are making more competitive pitchers. And a guy like Castellanos can't identify it. So, therefore, the spin rate's going to be, whether it's a slider or a cutter or a zinger or whatever they want to call it these days, it's going to spin away from them. And it starts in, actually. It hunts middle and breaks down and away. Howard never recognized that pitch. Castellanos will never recognize that pitch. That's why in the postseason, the last two years, Cassie's bad at 188. Yet you rely on him. Maybe that's one of the reasons he was still batting seventh in the postseason. But the guy we had batting fourth was the wrong guy for the spot, so therefore Harper walked more than he hit. Hey, Your Honor, we rest. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, our four-hitter, our elite player, our three-hitter, I should say, he walked more than he hit. Okay, we rest on that. There is no defense. Keep your defense, okay? So the lineup was wrong. The team didn't hit with runners in scoring position. And yes, the manager then made some. But what if, what if Kimbrell and Kirkring had come in and shut down the other team? We'd be talking about how bad it was. I doubt you'd be saying, oh, Kimbrell was a risk. It worked out okay. But it was a risk. It was a terrible management decision. No. You'd live with it. You'd be happy about it. We'd be playing the World Series, right? But to bring him into high-leverage situations back-to-back, you expose the kid, all right? You basically said to the kid, here you are in a stage that's so big that you're not prepared for. That's unfair. You, you, 
You know, and our coach thought he was ready. Based on what? Based on the fact that he started the season in low A? Based on the fact that he pitched 13 games in double A? What, what made you think, coach, that that Kirkland kid was ready? Come on now. There, there's literally coaches that know he wasn't ready. And that's not to badmouth the kid. He's going to be a good pitcher. He's got great stuff. Cut me a break. Give the ball to one of your two veterans. And in the ball, but, oh, they got to be ready if the game goes 18 innings. Sometimes you leverage what you need to do now versus what you may have to do that may not happen, okay? You have to, you have to play the percentages, okay? It's unlikely the game's going to go 14 innings, okay? So you still got a, a long guy ready. But my Lord, look at the year that uh, Walker had and, and what a spot you could give him the ball in, you know? Uh, I, I don't get that, and, I, and I'm obviously not quite over it, you know? So, yeah, I watched football this weekend with one eye on football and the other eye uh, casting a dubious shadow back on what the hell went wrong with the Phillies, man. We should be not only playing in this World Series, Texas is not hard to beat. I don't care. I know that I love offense. Texas is not hard to beat with their pitching and their bullpen, but we ain't there, guys. So, therefore, yep, let's go Diamondbacks. I'm 100% and back you, and I like your chances. I actually like your chances in, in six games is what it is. Uh, we have no short show to do. We're not doing the World Series coverage. Uh, we would have been with the Phillies, so we'll be back next, probably next Monday, where I do think we'll have a guest. Uh, we've been talking to a couple tentatives. Uh, we're hoping to get Boa. So that's a wrap for Monday. Off to a golf tournament in Trenton. It looks like the rain's uh, weather's cooperating. And uh, Eagles big game with Dallas. God bless America. God bless Monday. God bless health. Thanks uh, for some answers and some prayers. The good Lord is, uh, is unbelievable, man. You got to have him on your side. You know, pray, let him in. Let the good Lord help, man. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Let him. And uh, it really does uh, work. Um, <laughs> speaking of prayers, I'm sending Chad up to Trent to represent Grimley Financial today with my daughter, Kristen, <laughs> and Katie. And they've never swung a golf club in their entire life. And I'm the fourth player, and I can hardly drive a, a golf cart. At best, I can putt if two people hold me when I try to putt. That's our golf team today. I told Chad at dinner last night, there's a little bit of pressure on your bud. But it's a, it's a fun day. That's all it is, man. Go out there and have a few laughs, meet some people, and network a little bit. And thank God you have the opportunity, right? That's it. Go uh, go Birds. Uh, oh, God, I'm saying that instead of go Phillies. Oh, my God, I can't get used to it. Go Birds. And uh, they're going to go right to the Super Bowl. This year they'll win it. I don't think they have a lot of competition. You already heard that. So be good. And we'll take you out of here with a little bit of our song. It's very popular, by the way. WIP now plays. Fortunate Son on the radio. Just started two weeks ago. What do you know, baby? Okay, rock it out, man. Peace. Okay.